Howdy gamers, it's Leighton here from Leighton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, you get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash late night or not it's really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode. I am legitimately excited to have you here. I feel like we've been talking about this on and off for a couple of months now over email. Yeah, it has been a few months. It's just been like things have happened in life and then here we are. Yeah, and part of it too was the, so I, I believe you were the first person, not the first Australian we've spoken to on this show, but the first person currently in Australia oh, right, that we've yeah. spoken to on the show. As you know, there's you know, a lot of Australian YouTubers and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I, I don't sure. know how many of these folks, you know, personally, but we've had a lot of Pierce and Ross O'Donovan, yeah, from, nice. you know, from Grumps, all these guys. My point is part of it was I would sit down to figure out when to have you on and the time change would just mess with my head. Oh yeah. Because you're in, I'm in Adelaide. So it's like half a time zone as well. So weird. Yeah. And then there was daylight savings ending. I think like start of April, well, you guys got daylight savings. And so I was like, okay, yes. cool. That's another change. And then for yes. us, we lost daylight savings. So there's another hour. And so <laughs> uh -huh. working a time for this was like, no, this is wrong. Hold on a second. And then also just for like my Twitch schedules as well, I'd have to ask people from every different time zone and I'd show them my schedule and I'd be like, is this correct? And they'd look at it and be like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <What's> the, yeah. <laughs> why are you asking me this? <laughs> so, Luckily, when I looked at your schedule on Twitch, it, it did adjust for my yeah. local time zone. So I could be like, oh, well, he's streaming from you know 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah. LA time or something. So it wasn't too hard to schedule around that. Australia just seems like the perfect country for introverts because oh, yeah. you would never have to go anywhere <laughs> or do anything. Because it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, the time. Like I yeah. tried, <laughs> yeah. I tried so hard. Oh, time zones. Oh, you get it. Yeah. Sorry. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Well, most of my audience is US based, so a lot of the time I am trying to cater to that side. But then it's a lot of Europe who misses out. So I do one screen ah. for Europe and then they're like, why can't you do more? And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's only like 6% of 240,000 or so who are, who are Europe. And so you try and accommodate, but then also that creates a spiral of just like, well, then not many people are going to watch from Europe anyway. So it's like, do you just kind of cut the losses or do you just like still try and <laughs> grow that audience as well? But yeah, I totally get that introverted thing of, with just everyone saying like, oh, you should come visit America. Oh, you should come to the Netherlands. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay, I'm good. thanks. So to everybody listening, you probably noticed that we have two maybe unfamiliar voices to you. The one voice you heard is not Leighton, actually this week. Leighton is indisposed. And so I have a second co-host this week. Uh, this is, I believe, the first non-Leighton co-host I've ever had. 
on this show. Huge. What? That's right. This is a big moment. So my co-host this week, everybody, is the amazing Rachel Wecht. Rachel, please Aww. say hi. Woo! Hi, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Rachel, do you want to tell people how we know each other? Oh, um, golly. <laughs> well, we met like forever ago at an improv theater. And I don't know. We just can't seem to quit each other. So we're married now. That's the information I was looking to oh, communicate. Man. Well, yes. Whatever. Uh, we are Nobody presently cares. married. <laughs> presently. Thank you for saying presently. <laughs> what? Future? Who knows? But right now it seems to be sticking. Of course. Stuff happens. Happen. But yeah, we'll be married 15 years this wow, year. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. And you know what? Actually, we're just going to introduce the show right away. Why not? Everybody. This is Late Night with Brian Wecht. We have no Leighton Gray. We do have Rachel Wecht over here this week. Please say hi, Rachel. That's right. There she is. Hello. My name is Brian Wecht, and we have a special mystery guest this week. Mystery guest, would you care to introduce yourself? Hello. My name's Mr. A-Game. I do a lot of videos on YouTube and a Twitch streamer as well, and I just like to make fun, family-friendly videos that are also not super lame. So, yeah. <laughs> you succeed, sir. Which is exactly how we found you, because mm -hmm. you are our eight-year-old daughter's favorite YouTuber by Amazing. a mile. By a mile. And she lives with a YouTuber. So, I mean, that's what it yeah. does. Like, she won't even go for local content. Like, she's no. going around the globe. That's exactly right. Uh, that might sting a little bit. <laughs> you know what? It does, actually. Especially <laughs> when I try to like, I try to set her up for these things. I was like, hey, who's your favorite person that puts videos on YouTube? And she's like, Mr. Egan. And I'm like, but, <laughs> like your favorite favorite? Like the one that's like the most special yeah. to you? I mean, Mr. Egan is great. For you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then she'll say stuff like, well, not daddy. So, <laughs> just making it like perfectly clear. It's like, oh no, she's cold blooded. Cold yes. blooded. Wow. Yeah. So, we were looking for Zelda videos because she's really into Zelda. Yeah. Right. She wanted to find Zelda videos. And, you know, YouTube is a delight and a cesspool at the same time. <laughs> and so, you have to be careful. And what she was looking for was she found the, the little short videos that are like tips and tricks or like the five best dungeons, the seven best villains, the bosses that they should have gotten rid of, the bosses they should have kept. Like, so she likes those like compilation videos. She would find them and be like, can I watch this one? And we would sit with her, mostly me. I would have to sit there. And particularly if a person popped up, if it was silent, I was fine with it. But if a person popped up, I was like, oh, this could go. Yeah, yeah anywhere that was our rule for a while is no one talking over no the game. one talking 100 percent get that right because yeah. you just don't know you know you just have this like image in your head of you walk into the you know the room where she's watching a youtube video and hear someone talking you know and actually ganon in this level is really hard to beat and of course the important thing about QAnon is that yeah. you know and it's like <laughs> oh okay wait 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 what and so we watched, I don't even remember which one. We've seen so many of your videos now. We watched one of your compilations. That was the other thing, too, is like she can get more videos in if they're the shorter ones. Like she gets yeah. to sit and watch YouTube longer. So she'll be like, it's only 10 minutes. And so I sat and listened. 
And you can usually tell with these things within the first few minutes if someone's going to go off the rails. Yeah, And sure. <laughs> you didn't. You never do. Or if you do, it's always in a fun way because something went horribly wrong. Yeah. But it's very, like you said, family friendly. And it really is. Even your little, when you do your cutaways and you add like other bits of media into your videos, it's all nice and you know it's from cartoons or it's from stuff that i don't have to explain <laughs> like, yeah for sure. you know it's not something like why was zelda all tied up like that and like Ooh. yeah and it's also so. i think what you said before is exactly right you're really funny and we can watch yeah. and appreciate <laughs> it and in a way that not to denigrate anyone's videos or anything but not everyone you watch online especially for kids stuff yeah for sure i don't want to pigeonhole you as a kid's content creator, but you are family friendly, as you say. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes the family friendly stuff is not quite as funny because people aren't taking the chances. So yeah, but it's also informative. Like I will say like a lot of your videos and stuff. I mean, you are like teaching and, and helping people. She likes it because it's digestible to her. She understands what's going on. And she's so obsessed with Zelda right now that she knows so much about the game. Yeah. So much about all the games. Then she is at the point now where she can get like the little side jokes and the little inside yeah, nice. inside gamer jokes that you get to throw in. And, you know, she's laughing her little butt off in there and she'll call us in to show us stuff. And so as a parent, I will say, it's really nice to be able to encourage something like this in her, yeah. you know, that she likes to do the video game and then she'll sometimes follow along. So she'll get the switch out. And she'll have you playing on the big screen and then she's like... And then just go along with it as well. Going yeah, along with that's you. Great. That's cool. But then, of course, the flip side is, is now she thinks she's an expert on all these games, which she's played maybe one and like yeah. a quarter of another <laughs> one. But she is very much like, well, you know, yeah. Ganon and, the, you know, and you're just like, oh, Lord. So there's a lot of that like inside baseball kind of talk all the time. Yeah. So, Jacob, how many years in are you now? I think I'm in my sixth sixth year, sixth or seventh. So I started September 2015. Mm-hmm. And this week on Saturday will be my 1,000th video. Is that true? Oh, my God. It's just like... Yay! My That's so amazing. I've been doing this for 1,000 videos. I saw that number and was like, what am I doing? But also, like, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> so it's like, what have I yeah. done for these past six years? Well, at least you have a thousand videos. What would be worse is if you were doing this for six years and you had like 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I would be like. What are you doing? I yeah. think you need to diversify. Yeah, what are you doing? I swear it's a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Dude, 1,000 videos. That's incredible. Congratulations. That's Thank cool. you. A huge milestone. I can't believe it. Like, I've done this much content. <laughs> I don't remember half of it. Like, I used to be at a point where. I could remember certain points from videos and be like, oh, yeah, this video is really good because at 8 minutes 24, like, Michael Scott does something stupid and I put Mario's face on it and we all have a good laugh and, and people yeah. go, they're like, oh, yeah, that's actually really funny. But now it's just kind of all blended into just one ball of, like, A-game content where if I try and remember something from two years ago, I'm like, I don't know. And people come up to me and they're like, oh, do you remember when you did this? That was so funny. And I'm like... I'm sorry, man. I have no idea what you're about. <laughs> Same. This will actually be episode 120 of this podcast. So we're about two years in. It's a weekly thing. And, you know, we talk for two hours at a time, basically, now for once a week, plus extra stuff for the Patreon, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea what I said a year ago. And I wonder if few of this fear 
I always wonder, am I just literally repeating stuff that I've said oh, yeah, already 20 times? Yep. 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 And just like recycling the same things. Yeah. Making the same jokes. I mean, sometimes that's intentional, but mm -hmm. for one of the segments that we'll do later in the show, consecutive weeks, I did the same lemon or I started to, and I was like, no, wait, did I just say this like a week ago? And I was like, oh yeah. Though that that's straight up exactly what you just said. No memory, no memory of it whatsoever. Dang. I was looking at my old notes from the previous show and I was like, oh my God, am I just old or, you know, yeah. <laughs> is it just the short term memory? Or are you just really good at avoiding your lemons and you just won't deal yeah. with them? Just have one massive gripe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a baller like, move. No, I need to get this up my chest. <laughs> I would love that. It was just the same thing. No acknowledgement. Same thing for a year. Every single time. Oh, Lord. I'm curious, Jacob. Like, Do you consider yourself like part of a community where you are of like, Australian Let's Players, or are you just kind of on your own, or, or what's the deal? Not really, yeah. Especially in Adelaide, where compared to all the other capital cities, it's a lot smaller. Yeah. I'm the only real kind of like Let's Player who does it full-time, mm. but I'm sure there are others. Like, I spoke to my editor's cousin, who is helping someone who does stuff for another game. And I had no idea he existed, but his content's like bigger than me. He sticks to one game. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So I looked him up and he's got like 500,000 subscribers. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. But like, <laughs> I had no idea. The only YouTuber who I've known who has been in Adelaide has been Unlisted Leaf. They do Pokemon stuff and they do a lot of Pokemon unboxings. And I saw them one time at the shops and I didn't say hello because I didn't know if it was them. And then some random guy went up to him and was like, hey, can I get a picture? And they took a picture. I was like, okay, that's him. That's him. And then yeah. I was like, I want to be like that one day because I had like 200 subscribers at the time. And I was like, uh -huh. that's him. That's it. <laughs> that's so, awesome. And now yeah. I would assume that you get recognized occasionally in public every now and then? No, not really. In Adelaide, it's only happened three times. One time was I had like 200 subscribers and mm -hmm. Pokemon Go had just come out. And so ah. I did a couple videos on it. And so me and my brother were just like in town chasing Pikachus. And then one of the radio stations <laughs> announced that there was someone dressed up as Pikachu at Adelaide Railway Station and mm -hmm. they were giving out iTunes gift cards. And so me and my brother were in the ball <laughs> and we're like, get to the station. So we're running there. All these random people, you just see them running through town, going to the station. And then we got there. We're exhausted. I'm dying because we'd run literally like one and a half kilometers and there's this random <laughs> kid comes up to me and he's like hey, oh hey you're mr a game oh you're so cool i love your videos so much and i'm like Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great the best one was like i had just started dating steph and it was like a christmas carols at the beach type uh -huh. situation and so i was sitting there she just met my family and so we we're sitting listening to some christmas carols and some dad comes up to me and he's like, oh, hey, you're that YouTube guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. He's like, oh, my kid loves it. Can I get a photo? And I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. And like Steph had just heard about me doing YouTube and stuff and got a photo. And I was just like, this is it. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Uh, I've there made you it. go. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of being like, see, honey, I told you I was legit. Yep. Yeah. That's the best is like when it happens at just the right time. Yeah, it was perfect. Every couple of weeks or something, someone will recognize me out in public. It's not like frequent, frequent, but it's like regular. But I was hanging out with like a new friend and, you know, we were just kind of chatting 
And this dude comes up to me. He's like, oh, my God, you're Ninja Brian. And I was like, yes, I wasn't lying that I do this for a living. It was really fortuitous timing. The funny thing is, is that even with the pandemic and everything, I think he's one of the few celebrities who still gets noticed because he wears a mask professionally. Mm -hmm. And so if he's just out and about and he's got a mask on. Yeah, people see the eyes. People are still like. Oh my yeah, gosh. People see the eyes. Ninja Brian. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we were just at the Museum of Natural History, and a guy who works for the USDA was like, Are you Ninja Brian? Because we were looking at bugs. And Brian's like, uh, Yes, I am. And he was like, Oh my gosh, can I get a picture with you? He's really then sweet. Then the guy. second adorable yeah. thing happened was is he pulled out a Polaroid camera, like in one of the new Polaroid cameras oh, wow. that takes yeah. the world's smallest Polaroids. And he got a little Polaroid picture of himself. And uh, Brian, it was very sweet. It was very sweet. It's so gratifying. Yeah. As long as people are cool. I mean, I'm sure there's a level of fame beyond which it's like, oh, my God, what is going on here? But at just the level where you've got a dedicated fan base and they know who you are and they're pretty cool about it. That's amazing. When you move through the world and not have it interfere too much and yet still kind of, you know, provide a yeah. little bit of delight to someone. I mean, I feel like that's a good level of celebrity to have. For most YouTubers, even very well-known ones, that's generally the case. Not all, all, but I feel like even really well-known YouTubers with a few million subscribers are still not getting mobbed every time they, they go out. Yeah, for sure. It, everything is so niche now. I remember going to VidCon a few years back. And first of all, I was the oldest person in the room by like at least a decade. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. You definitely were like some teenager's dad. You're like, what yeah. are you doing here, sir? Yes. I was parent age at that thing. And I just remember seeing all these people, you know, <laughs> someone would walk through the lobby of the hotel and they, you know, boom, crush of people would be on them. And I was like, what? Who is this person? And it's some yeah. like makeup YouTuber, fashion lifestyle thing, which is a corner of YouTube I know essentially nothing about. And it's just amazing to me that that person probably had 20 million subscribers or something and is just someone I've never heard of. Yeah, that's YouTube. Like Even in the game sphere, like, yeah. I hardly know anyone outside of Zelda and Mario. As soon as you branch out to, like, even Pokemon or even Kirby, like people who delve into Kirby lore, <laughs> I don't know one. Yeah. Zelda YouTube, which I really didn't know much about before, you know, our kids started watching mm -hmm. a lot of it. I mean, what a huge community right? It's so much vast. Oh I, I gosh, yes. figured it was big. Yeah, it's massive. But I don't think I realized exactly how big it was until, you know, we started searching for all these Zelda videos. It's one of those games, too, where I've always liked Zelda ever since mm -hmm. the original. And I always thought, yeah, I'm a Zelda fan. And then I start going down these <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daughter is a fan because she is the one that can name all the creatures and knows their backstories and what happened to them and how they were hurt as children. And now that's why they're angry as adults. Yeah. And like, she knows like all the facts and this and that. And then she's like, did you know that they wanted to do blah, blah, blah. But then they decided not to do that because of this and that. I'm not saying like she's just necessarily randomly find this. We are feeding into it. We bought her Zelda, basically encyclopedia. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. And the Hyrule historia yeah i it's love amazing. the historia well it's your fault <laughs> oh, mystery sorry. game because you you un you unboxed the um, the book breath of the wild <laughs> the book the huge breath of the wild one that came with all the bits and bobs and stuff <laughs> i'm so sorry no so i will send you 
a Venmo <laughs> request after this. But yeah, but yeah, because sure. of that, she wants like all of the books. And so we got her the encyclopedia and she just sits there. And yeah, the book is half huge. her size and just reading it. Yeah, but like it is one of those games that's like Lord of the Rings-esque because people, they learn the language, they do like all that stuff. And oh, you know why she's blue? And oh, if you look at his costume, you can see that he's hinting to the history of the, the blue, you know, and you're just yeah. like, Dude, and you're like okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. But it's fun. Yeah, I get that. I had such a weird timeline with Zelda. So I'm 40. Seven. So I played the original when it what? came out. Yeah, no, I'll, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll show you my birth certificate <laughs> later. <laughs> Stuff I'm learning. So I played the original on the NES, and then the next Zelda game I played was Breath of the Wild. Wow. And nothing in between. Wow. Yeah, it just because of no particular reason. It was just like timing. It didn't have the right consoles, etc. I heard things in the background, and I knew about various games, but nothing really too specific. And so imagine that being your next Zelda experience after. Yeah, compared to the first. I was just like, what the fuck? It was amazing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did a an early Switch event for Nintendo here in LA where they each gave us a Switch console. It was like a week or two before it came out and a copy of Breath of the Wild. Wow, lucky. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I've, I'm never going to get this lucky again. We do this fun thing. They got a few teams. So there's one team from Game Grumps, which I was a part of, and a couple other teams that I think were both from Smosh Games. And what yep. they would do is they would drive us around LA to locations that were relevant for some of the early Switch games. So right. for instance, for ARMS, we played it at a boxing ring here in <laughs> LA. Stuff like that. But during the... So there was like a some kind of car, like an SUV type car they were driving us around in. We had to play the demo version of Breath of the Wild, which resets every, I think, 10 minutes. Right. So you wake up in the Resurrection Shrine, and yep. then you just have to go. And there were all these, like, achievements we had to tick off, you know, collect 40 apples, beat the Stone Talus. And we were driving around trying to do this thing. I think we had to collect like a hundred wood or something. And we get just to the point where you're about to do something. And then it would reset. So my first real Breath of the Wild experience was trying not to get motion sickness in an SUV, swerving <laughs> around the streets of LA, craning over someone's neck while you know we would pass the switch around and being like, I think that's an apple. And also, this is before anyone's played the game. So Yeah, so no one has any idea. One of the challenges is defeat the stone talus. We had no yeah. idea there's a thing on its back. What's that? Yeah. A, what is it? B, where is it? C, you know, all I have is a tree branch. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to like whap this gigantic monster thing, not realizing that there's a, you know, a thing on its back, et cetera. Yeah. But it was such a fun. <laughs> yeah. What a week that would have been. Yeah. Actually, the crazy part it was one day. Like it was just all in one day and there was some competition. So we played, I remember we did arms. The one, two switch Mario Kart eight. Yep. I was also the worst at video games of everyone on my team by like a long shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever played one, two switch? Yes. You know, the cow milking yes. one on that. That's what I got. I played yeah. the cow milking one because they were like, we're not going to trust Brian to win at Mario Kart or, you <laughs> know, or something like that. I did the original Zelda and I did Majora's mask and Breath of the Wild. I have to actually start over Breath of the Wild because it's been so long since I've been able to play it that I've kind of lost a lot of the 
memory knowledge that you kind of need to remember where stuff is. Yeah, but for sure. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is one of those games where you're like, okay, so I pick this thing up and I'm going to run to some shrine or something. And then you run to the shrine and then you look at your clock and you're like, it's been three hours. Yeah. And I've just been wandering around. Audrey treats it like a cooking show. He just makes a bunch of stuff. She just cooks. <laughs> she mostly yeah. cooks. Beautiful. Yes. And, then, and so she crawls around and gets all the like foods and then she just cooks, which I don't know if you have thought of doing a link cooking show, but that could be a fun little video. <laughs> yeah, you can have that. That's for you. You can keep that. I won't. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're coming on a lot of episodes yeah. here. The well might be coming dry. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely scraping the bottle of the barrel. <laughs> I mean, this is far from a new thought. One of the amazing things about Breath of the Wild is that you can literally just do whatever the hell you want. Walk around and look at the scenery. Yeah. Audrey, I don't think, has ever been near a divine beast. She doesn't care. Wow. She just wants to walk around and see bacoblins and cook stuff. And she's having the time of her life. What I really like is it's a way for me to enforce. There's no right or wrong way to play games. Like whatever yeah. lets you have a good time. You know, it's like if you want to look at the walkthrough, look at the walkthrough. If you want to watch someone, you usually play it while you're playing it yourself. Great. If you want to just like stare at the sky for three hours, that's fine. Yeah. And it is neat to see what people have come up with. There was one video that we saw that she stumbled on where it was a guy who didn't want to be the savior of Hyrule. So he tried <laughs> to get one of the other monsters to pick up the master sword. Because, you know, if you like, oh, yeah. if they drop a weapon and he like led him to the master sword and then he gave him also the Hylian shield somehow, got him to pick up the shield. Amazing. Do you know this, this phenomenon? I've heard of people being able to get Yiga clan soldiers all the way to the Lost Woods and steal the Master Sword. So wow. Like, yeah. But yeah, I haven't heard that someone's like, oh, I don't want to be the hero. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's great. I mean, the thing is, is it fails every time because all the, the monster is still coming after Link, you know, but yeah. he's just got your stuff now. So it was kind of funny. But the fact that people have found this thing and then the whole glitch stuff that oh, whole universe, the glitch universe is like amazing. All the things that people have done with the motorcycle and the yeah. riding the animals and all the things that people have discovered. Yeah. Like you can float or that this thing or you can cut somebody in half or you can, I don't know, paste your face on someone else's face or whatever. Speedruns are amazing. Audrey and I watched the, what is it? The 24 minute speed run yeah the one that came out last week oh no this I, I didn't even know what's the latest one yeah i think it's 20 or just under 24 minutes or on the 24 minute mark oh my god uh, it just happened like one or two weeks ago i didn't and know about it's that unreal like i'm just watching it and i'm like i'm so crap at this game like <laughs> i'm <am> terrible <laughs> compared to this yeah it's amazing to me the precision you know, and the skill of knowing exactly where to shoot the arrow on the thing and to be able to do it mm -hmm. while race. It is a level of, I guess, commitment that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is just mind blowing to me. Yeah, I don't have that at all. No, me neither. <laughs> I look at it. I'm like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> too hard. Yeah. And what I love about it, it's very like hacker culture kind of thing, like exploiting yep. the glitches. I know they're not changing the code, at least on this one. But I love that philosophy of like, yeah, let's mess with it. And like, let's see how far we can push this yeah. boundary. Like exploit the game as much as you can before it gets like illegal. Yeah, exactly. Well, but that's what's fun, right? Like that's what's also so 
interesting and creative for even for someone like me. I'm not a crazy gamer. I like to play video games when I have a chance. My favorite video games are like Luigi's Haunted Mansion and now Kirby. Yeah. I really like Kirby and Yoshi's Crafted World. I like the ones that are kind of calming and soothing yeah. and, you know, you're just kind of booping along and there's no pressure. I like the ones that have like small quests. It's like, okay, just get the coin. Like the epic quests, sometimes I just, I don't have the time to like sit down and like really do a full, I mean, I love Zelda, but I don't have the time to do like a full adventure. Yeah. But I can log into Yoshi's Crafted World and I can get those Poochie Pups and then yep. be done. Like, and be like, there, <laughs> yeah. now I've, I got my Poochie Pups, I got my flower, I'm going to go to the vending machine and get some more costumes and then I'm done. Yeah. Yay. Yep. That was my day. But like yeah. the first time in a long time, I completed Luigi's Haunted Mansion three times. I've completed a game and like rarely gone back to it. That's one of the games though that I've actually gone back to a couple of times. Is that the original one or on Switch? The Switch one. Three. Yeah, number three. Yeah. I do have the one for the DS. Is that correct? Yes. I believe I just yeah. got the one for the DS because I love it. And I want them, of course, now to make another one. I'm like, where's Luigi's Haunted Mansion 4, please? Like <laughs> <laughs> so did you know, like from the beginning, it was like family stuff that was always the goal for you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was a school teacher. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where the Mr. A comes from because my last name's uh, like some crazy Italian last name with lots of vowels. And so uh -huh. kids would always get it wrong. So I was like, I'll just call me Mr. A. Um, and, like, okay, <laughs> and then I'm playing video games. I had a kindergarten teacher whose name was Miss End, like as in E-N-D, as in the end. <laughs> and she still told us that we could call her Miss E. So your last name for all I know could honestly have been Mr. All. And you could yeah. still have the kids call you Mr. A. Yeah. Were you teaching elementary school or, or what? Yeah. So I was a music teacher for like half a year. And then just like the teaching landscape here in South Australia, at least, is basically there's a lot of permanent teachers who get like permanent job and mm -hmm. they're so old and so cushy in their job that they don't want to leave. And so yeah. mm. there was like, I believe the lie of basically like, oh, we need more teachers. And so like I finished high school. I was like, great, I want to be a teacher. Great idea. I want to change the world. Mm -hmm. You do your teaching, you do your degree, you get there, no jobs. And so I, I worked mm. for like five years as a substitute teacher, just trying really? to get work. Yeah. And like there was no work. So wow. mm. eventually in my spare time, I'd make YouTube videos. And the school where I regularly subbed at, they were like, yeah, this is great. As long as it's family friendly. And I was like, yeah, no worries. That's kind of like, what I believe in anyway, like I'm not really one to swear and I'm not one for adult themes and stuff. And I kind of want to protect my credibility if I'm yes. being a teacher. And if a kid saw it that, you know, they tell their parents, they're like, oh, look, Mr. A's swearing on YouTube. Then, you know, right. I'd lose my job. Um, so that went on for a while. And then I stopped doing that because I became an after school care director. Hmm. You guys would have after school care in America, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I ran one for another four years or so. And that was really good because I'd get to work at seven in the morning. I'd go home at nine in the morning and then I'd have nine till three to just edit and film. Like oh, I didn't great. have to worry about being at school. They get back to school three to six and then go home, have dinner, play more video games. And so that was really super helpful for me being able to balance work and YouTube until the point where YouTube kind of just took off because of COVID. And so for me, I was like, well, I can do this full time. So that's where you saw your biggest like jump in subscribers was in the past yeah. two years. Yeah, legitimately, um, as soon as the US lockdown started, 
like the watch time doubled within the oh, space wow. of a week. Yeah, oh it God. was mm. literally just boom. It was crazy. And now it's going down because everyone's out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not in this house, sir. Yeah. Not in this house. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So you were specifically a music teacher? I did anything. I worked at one school as a music teacher like two days a week, and then I would sub at random schools for the, for the other two just days. Just wherever, wherever they needed. Yeah, just because I had like a little bit of musical knowledge. The school was like, yep. We'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> they handed you a box of recorders. Yeah, it was literally like they hadn't had a music teacher in 10 years. So all their instruments oh, wow. were just pathetic. Like they were uh-huh. broken. Um, they gave me a budget to buy some new stuff, which was great. But then they didn't care. They just wanted someone to mind the children for half an hour while their actual teachers got their designated half hour break for the week. Right. So for me, like... I didn't have a set room. I was teaching music in the school hall, like the the gym hall, which is not musically sound at all. It would just echo. So like (laughs) you cannot teach any type of music in a hall. Yeah. Yeah. So that went on for half a year. And then by the end of it, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. What's your musical background? What are you into? What do you play? That sort of stuff. I'm always curious. I play piano and like synths and all that kind of stuff. The same. Oh, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, I have a Yamaha Motif ES8. Cool. They're almost like 20 years old now. I used to play in my local church band, finished school and just did that for, oh, well, stopped doing it like two years ago. So gotcha. I've just been playing on and off ever since. That's awesome. Do you bring up your music or do any music as part of your videos at all? Not really. I think there was only one time where I think I did a studio tour and there's like a really old piano in the studio here. And so I just quickly played it for like 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Haven't even brought that aspect of my life into YouTube at all. Yeah, that's cool. I think we should go get Audrey. I think so. Okay. I don't know if she's going to be stunned into submission. I mean... (laughs) You are her favorite celebrity by a mile. That's crazy. And like, no one comes close. I'm not blowing smoke. That's the truth. So I have no idea how she's going to react. What a privilege. (laughs) Well, no, honestly, it's amazing to have someone who, someone whose stuff I like and that Rachel likes and that also our daughter just like cannot get enough of. So I'm very curious what's about to happen here reaction wise. So we will see. But yeah, no, thank you for for everything you do because you really are making our family happy (laughs) (laughs) in a very direct way. You're welcome. Now, we were talking to someone on our call just now that I thought you might want to talk to. Hey, Audrey. Hi. Hi. How are you? Who is it? Who? That's Mr. A game. Mr. A game. Hi. How are you? Great. Honey, that's That's really him. It's not a video. It's really him. You can talk to him. This is live. (laughs) What you been doing lately? What were you just doing right now? I was just watching Age of the Calamity. Nice nice and loud. I was just watching you play Age of the Calamity. His is Age of the Calamity? Amazing. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for watching my videos. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoy them as well, which is really cool. What are you feeling right now? Mm. It's 
I don't Nathan, know. what? I don't know. You don't know? I get that too. <laughs> well, if it helps, I used to watch your dad playing on Game Grumps a few years ago as well. So meeting him, I was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it's like the same feeling. Well, that's all. Well, thank you. That's really sweet of you. Yesterday, we were just watching one of the videos you and I did on Game Grumps, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember what game we played? Zombie, the zombie one. Nice. Yeah, Plants vs. Zombies. And I hated every single game we played. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we had to keep changing it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell Mr. A-Game, what are some of your favorite Mr. A-Game videos? What do you like the most? I like the Wind Waker Tower. Amazing. Yeah. I really like that one. Cool. What's fun about that one? It's just really fun. That little Link gets to ring a giant bell. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with the bow where you get the bow and you have to fight the giant hands? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I think you were telling me you like his Kirby games too, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. You were telling me that he doesn't play the Kirby games alone. He right? plays it with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. She likes that yeah. a lot. It's so fun having the person you love play video games with you. Right. And then you get to share it with the world. That's what happens when I got to play video games with you. Yeah. I got to play video games with someone I love. So that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you, Audrey. Is there anything about Mr. A game you've always wanted to know? Do you have any questions for him or any advice no. for his channel? Um, do you know if you have a favorite episode that you've ever made? Ooh, that's such good a question. good question. I really liked the one where you flew over Hyrule Castle using balloons and the raft. Oh, thank you. Just so you're aware, Audrey, that took three hours to film. And I had to cut <laughs> it down hours. to 15 minutes. I know it says there was like 10 attempts. There was not 10 attempts. There was about <laughs> 50. <laughs> That's called movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sucked. <laughs> But the video itself is really good, so it made it worth it. And I also noticed it didn't say attempt 10, it said final attempt. Which That's is like, it. I didn't want to lie. definitely said Because I lost count, and I was like, I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> you said it in the video. You said, okay, I lost count of how many tries yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, in terms of my favourite video, I think my favourite video, probably at the moment is when I April fooled the Breath of the Wild randomizer. That was a very fun video to make. And then also, I think as well, the entire Wind Waker series is probably my favourite series. You keep saying Wind Waker is your favourite game. Yeah, Wind Waker is just like the most beautiful game. And for me to be able to play that for everyone and for everyone to be like, this is the best! And for them not to always be like, ah, it's Breath of the Wild. When's the new Breath of the Wild video coming out? For them to actually enjoy Wind Waker was like the best year. That's a great question. That's my favorite stuff. Anything else you want to know or any questions? Cat questions, maybe? I forgot your cat's name. Oh, Bella the cat? Oh, Bella. Bella. Well, she's actually not my cat. She's my grandma's cat. Oh. Have you met my dog? You haven't met Knives yet? Oh, I, I saw the dog. I saw the dog on the grass, but that was only once. Yeah, she came here a couple months ago, so she hasn't been there as much as Bella the cat. And she's black. Yeah, and she's super fast because she's a greyhound. And so she's destroyed the lawn just from mm-hmm. running. Like she runs so fast that it 
tears up the whole lawn. And then she looks at us with those puppy dog eyes and we're like, Ah, uh, you're a good dog. And then we look at the Lord and we're like, you're a good dog. <laughs> Does she have a series of outfits? I always see greyhounds wear nice little sweaters. The one I love is greyhounds and turtlenecks. She's only got like a coat. I'm trying to think of other things um, you're telling me. Yes. I, I also like the one where you had to split the Joy-Con and you gave one to the, um to, I forgot his name. To JP? Yeah, gave one to JP. And then it was also kind of funny when you, like, weren't quite paying attention so you didn't hit A in time and just fell off the cliff. Yeah, it's always fun playing with JP because he's been my best friend since, like, I've been your age, really. So for me me and JP to just, like, still be friends and work together, it's just, like, hanging out with your best mate and then you film something funny, everyone laughs, and it's a good video as well. How long did it take to actually film the whole video? And how many tries did it actually take for him to actually get used to the game? Because you're always used to having two controllers in your hand. Mm-hmm. So did it feel weird for you to have, like, one controller and you're, like, mm-hmm. holding it like this just to get, like, actually getting it right? Yeah. Because if I had one, I'd do this. Which one was this one? You had the Nintendo Switch and... It was in Mario 64. Oh, that one. That didn't take very long, actually. That only took probably about 40 minutes. So most of the time we film for about 40 to 50 minutes and then we'll cut it down and we'll edit it and then it will be nice and short, be 15 minutes. So that one didn't take very long. I saw a few of your episodes that were like two hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really funny that you took the cuckoo, uh, cuckoo out of the <laughs> pan and brought it and tried to cook it. Yeah, that one was a long day. And then you just cut it. Yeah, you, you, you cut it and then it, and you show the chicken there and you're like, <laughs> yeah, KFC. And that was it. <laughs> and you always put the one where people are like, Looking mad, but if you like, you get hit an animal accident. People are mad. Oh, yeah. There's like a bunny sign on the side. Good old Peter. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see, Audrey. Anything else you want to say to this lovely man while he is here? I just really like all your videos. Oh, thanks, Audrey. That really does mean a lot. It's crazy meeting people who actually watch it because, like, for me, when I look at numbers and stuff, and you and you put out a video and it says like. 7,000 people have watched it. It's really cool meeting like an actual person who's just like, I like watching your videos and this is why. So thank you. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy all the next videos that I do as well. Um, I do have a question for you, Audrey. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite person that makes YouTube videos? Dad. Who is it? Well, was that the answer or no. was that a reaction? Who is your favorite person of all the people in it's the world like that it. make, that, well, just wait for me to finish the question. Of I all the people say. in the world that make YouTube videos, who is your favorite person? Mr. Egan. Not maybe You're someone. You're second. Are you second? Am I a close, close second? second? You're second. Is it a close second though? <laughs> You're, You're just second. Yeah, but is it like close? It's or is second. It, yeah, but is it a close it's second? Regular second. Regular, it's second. regular second. Regular second. I'm regular second. I'm just second. Regular second. Regular second. That's me. A good old regular second.
Good old number two. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> All right. You can go keep watching Mr. A game videos. <laughs> I'm also playing Age of the Calamity. Nice. And it's just fun to watch the videos where you like, I look at yours and you have like barely any stuff on your map. And I look at mine and I'm like, mine is stuffed full of stuff I have not yeah, done. I've barely done anything in the game. I literally just did the story and then the amount of grinding I had to do to get to a level where I could beat it. And then, like, all the unlockables and stuff, I was like, nah, don't worry about it. So you're probably, like, way ahead. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. We got, I also definitely... think I'm really ahead in Kirby. I beat the whole level, and now I'm on a world which is in Waterloo Town. So it's all the worlds, but it takes all the enemies in it and, and all the levels and mashes it into one big, long level. And the bosses are, like, blue and pink. So, like, you got to go through all of it again, but it's harder because it's all one level, including the training, which is hard because there's <laughs> enemies in the training, literally. Wow. Me and Steph, we're nowhere near the end. We finished the snow world, and we thought we'd be near the end, and then it goes to a whole new island. Yeah, but the island only has two parts. Oh, okay. The, cool, cool. The desert part... <laughs> And then there's um, a volcano. Okay. Well, the volcano has two bosses in a row. So you might be filming a very long video because when you defeat King Dedede again, you go in an elevator and then you go right to the next boss. Oh, cool. But it all gives right. you like all the options of things you ever had. Yeah. I think I'll use Dragonfire. But if you go into your shop and, like, let's say you had Dragonfire, but you put it down to the regular flame, it shows mm -hmm. you the regular flame, and it doesn't show you Dragonfire. So if you want the best you have, you have to put them all up to the best you have. Okay. This is good gaming advice. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We are definitely raising a little gamer over here. Let's go. I love Kirby. Yeah. yeah. I know you do. You do love Kirby. All right, sweetie. Thank and you. you can oh. also pretend to suck up little waddledees in town. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the best. I love doing that. We just do it, and then like they're reading a book, and they're like, and you're like, <laughs> and you can skate on the pond, and I kept trying to freeze the pond. Like, really? You know the pond where you fish? I, I yeah. tr kept trying to skate on it to freeze the pond because oh. ice is the only ability that can actually go over water. But if yeah. you stop. He falls into the pot, um, wow. into the water, but then you can hit the spin. When you're skating, you can jump and spin, but if you hit that and jump, you get right back to skating if you move the Joey-Con. Nice. And he just kept trying to freeze the pond, but it didn't work. Oh. Hmm. You can get into Kirby's house through the chimney. You just fly yep. on top of his house, and on the top of his house, you can find two Waterloo sunbathing. Beautiful. That's very silly. <laughs> very cute. <laughs> this is all very good advice. Thank you. You sure are a Kirby expert right here. Good job, all honey. Right. All right. Say goodbye to Mr. A Gabe. Bye, Mr. A Gabe. Bye, Audrey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye, honey. Bye. That was amazing. That was so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you see that? She could, like, yeah. barely speak for a minute there. That is the quietest I've seen her since Ever. birth. <laughs> the look on her face. She was just like, wait, hold on. Hi, Hi honey. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. Hi, Audrey. Okay, honey, go play your game. Say bye again. <laughs>
Bye. She's going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For those who are just listening, the stunned look on her face of like, (laughs) what? No, no. Thank God we're not at the age where she's not like immediately embarrassed. Yeah. She gets shy. It was that like, oh, wait, I really like this person shyness for sure. It was. It was the shyness of, I can't talk to this person. This isn't happening. (laughs) We're not at the age where it's then the the angry like. Yeah. Like, why am I here? Why did you do this to me? Why did you do this to me? Without warning, you know. (laughs) Yeah, man. Thank you so much for for meeting her because that was clearly. (laughs) I don't think that could have gone any better and i'm thrilled she's thrilled we're all thrilled so yeah thank yes you. No, you're very welcome you do now realize when you get to the video when you're back to playing kirby or when you go do those bosses and stuff and she sees that mm-hmm. video she's gonna be like yeah i told him to do that yeah see how he's <laughs> like, he knows see that? he knows what to do because it's me really i just i was the one that told him to do that yeah well <laughs> let's move on to the next part of the show which are the segments absolutely let's go I will introduce the segment as I do every week. This first segment is our pop culture recommendation segment where you get to talk about a book, a movie, a video game, whatever you've been interested in recently. This segment is called What's Poppin'? The theme song goes here in post so you won't hear it. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? And... That's the What's Poppin' theme song. Sounds great. So, Rachel, do you want to go first? Rachel, what's poppin'? Sure. Here's something I would recommend. There is a series of books, series of three books that I just bought that are written about the wolves of Yellowstone National Park. So, I don't know Mm. if you know this, Mr. A-Game, but we have this huge national park called Yellowstone. It's where Mm -hmm. um, the geyser, the geezer, however you say it, is. They had wolves that lived there, and then all the wolves were killed in, like, the early oh, 1900s no. or something. Oh, no. By humans. By humans, yes. Because they thought it was a bad thing. Like, they hunted mm-hmm. down all the wolves, and they thought it was a bad thing. Yep. And then they realized, whoops, actually, you need wolves, because wolves help form ecosystems and keep animals mm-hmm. in check and all that other good stuff. So they reintroduced a bunch of wolves from Canada into Yellowstone. And what this nature guy, he wrote these books called The Rise of Wolf 8. That's the first one that I'm reading. And then there's The Reign of Wolf 21 and The Redemption of Wolf 302 because they're all numbered. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they are epic stories. So The Wolf 8 was like the runt of his litter and nobody thought he would amount to anything. But then his mate that he ended up with she had all pups from a different wolf and he raised those pups and then his adoptive son becomes the leader of another pack and it's this whole like is it nature is it nurture because he acts more like wolf 8 than he would have his own father mm-hmm. and it's honestly it's like game of yeah, thrones crazy. level storytelling but all about wolves and so they're numbered so sometimes it gets a little confusing as to who's who but they put maps and like things so i strongly recommend these books Also, there's a podcast called This Is Love. This is where I first heard about it, where they did two episodes about these wolves. So it's The Rise of Wolf 8 by Rick McIntyre. You can get the whole series. They're all out now. I strongly recommend these. If you like 
nature books that if you just want to read about some really kick-ass wolves, like. <laughs> mm, cool. Because it, it really is riveting where you're like, no, not Wolf 22. Flipping the page. Oh, Wolf 74, you jerk. Like, it's very <laughs> funny. It's honestly the coolest thing. So that's my pop and culture recommendation. I love it. Amazing. Jacob, what's popping with you? Have you guys seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes, mm. I love mm. Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. vs. the World. Have you read the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World graphic novels? You know what? I haven't, actually. We haven't read them. We have, I think, four or five of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. I loved the movie like so yeah. much when it first came out. And I saw it and was like, this is so cool. It's like a yeah, comic same. book that's come to life. And yep. then if you read the books, it is literally a comic book that has come to life on the big screen. Oh, that's so great. Like the framing of certain shots in the movie is exactly the same as what's portrayed in the book. Mm-hmm. And so I've been rereading them over the past couple months and they are just like so cool. Book six kind of goes off on a tangent because when they made the movie, book six wasn't done. So then they tried to make it a little oh. bit different. To, but books one to five, they expand on the story a little bit more. Like Scott gets a job. Um, mm-hmm. So he's okay. like a, a waiter and stuff. And then there's a bit more stuff about Knives Chow and stuff, which is where we get our dog name, Knives Chow. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's a name. Well, first of all, if you haven't seen the movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, um, and you love comic books, then by all means, watch yeah. that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. And if you want to go one step further, the books are like something else as well. That's my what's popping. Here's my question for you. Have you played the game? Yes. I haven't finished it, though. It's hard. It's it's, so so here's my question. Where are the save points? I feel like I start playing the game and I get 25 minutes in and I'm like, okay, well, this must have saved at some point. And then I stop. Yeah. I've collected all these coins and then it just restarts when I open it up again. Yeah. It's like a actual arcade game where if you don't beat the level, yes. it doesn't save. Yes. Like it, it's a oh. brutal game. And the levels are long too. Yeah. I got it when they put it out on Switch. I mean, it was like a year ago or something. Yeah, I got it too. I didn't get the full special edition with like the band diorama. Oh, yeah. I got the one with the cassette case and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that's my popping. Now, someone needs to ask me what's popping per hey, show Brian? protocol. Yes, Rachel. What's popping? Oh, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. No worries. <laughs> what's popping for me? I'm a big Star Trek fan, have been for years. And, you know, they've been doing a bunch of new Star Trek series. They have Discovery, Mm -hmm. they have Picard, they have Lower Deck, like all this Star Trek stuff is coming out. I hear Lower Decks actually picks up as it goes. The other ones I haven't loved, and in fact, some of which I've actively disliked, but Mm -hmm. the newest one, they just put out Strange New Worlds, is incredible. Mm, Great. This is on the Paramount Plus streaming service. And one of the things they've been doing recently is there are all these like 10 episode arcs. It's heavily serialized. The plotting, there's tons of plot holes. I I don't really like the super serialized stuff with Star Trek. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I don't love it. But the Strange New Worlds, it's just episodic, like, Mm -hmm. you know, thing of the week. So it takes place just before the original series. So it's Captain Pike in charge of the Enterprise. And there's like a young Uhura and Nurse Chapel is there. Like a lot of these characters, you know, from the original series, the younger versions of themselves are there. It's really fun. It's the first like Star Trek thing I've seen in a few years where I'm like, oh, yeah, that feels good. That's fun. Nice. So I really like it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what's popping for me. That's nice. 
You know, the Vasquez rocks are near yes. us, and that's where they film a lot of like Captain Kirk fought the Gorn. The Gorn. Thank you. Yes. I couldn't remember. That. So those are these big tilty rocks that come out. Of, you see them in movies and stuff. They're like leaning. They jut out as if the earth is like barfing them out of the. Yeah, it's so cool. Out. And you can walk up them and yeah. Fun little California fact there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took me there for my birthday a few years ago. Martha. I did. Now, look, normally Leighton would introduce the peaches and lemons segment. But since you're my co-host this week, Rachel, do you want to give it a shot introducing the segment or would you prefer that I do it? I would prefer that you do it. That makes me want you to do it even more. You know that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I can say it. We're going to do peaches and lemons. Correct me. You can jump in at any time. Uh, either of you. I don't care. I'm opening it up to the classroom. I would never. Peaches and lemons are, so you get one lemon, which is like a little grievance. So it's nothing, you know, like you don't want to talk about a huge thing. We can take that offline if there's stuff you want to get off your chest. <laughs> and then three peaches. And peaches are like wins or good things, mm -hmm. things you want to celebrate. Something like, you know, like a little pat on your back, a little pat on someone else's back, a joyous mm -hmm. thing that happened. Those are your peaches. Yeah. And then one lemon. So we do three peaches and one lemon. That was a perfect, perfect introduction. Textbook. Well, you know, I, I have my moments. See, I do pay attention to what you do. I know. I'm surprised you've <laughs> ever heard the show before. Oh, I never listen to it. Only the ones I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this segment does have a theme song, which goes here. Peaches and lemons. That, that's actually pretty close. What you're doing right now is pretty close. <laughs> and the way it's going to work, we'll all do one lemon each, and then we'll do our peaches. So I will start with my lemon. I found out, I was looking at Twitter today for my band, Ninja Sex Party, and someone was like, hey, why isn't this album on Spotify? This album that's been out for like a year. I was like, what? And I found for some reason, our last two albums are just not available on Spotify for reasons that are completely mysterious to me. By the time this episode comes out, hopefully they'll be back. But it's just one of those things where I was like, well, why? They're available elsewhere. It wasn't like they were taken down. Yeah. What did you do? I have no idea. They weren't that bad. Yeah, no, that's my question. It's <laughs> yeah. like, did we run afoul of some weird restriction? I looked on our artist portal and Spotify, nothing. It's like they were never there. And yeah, now weird. it's like, oh, come on, God. Like, what are we doing? And it's just, you know, our lives are so beholden to these mega corporations where it's like mm -hmm. when something goes wrong, you don't really know what to do. Hopefully it's just a little glitch and it'll get fixed, but it's like, guys, you know, we have these albums. I'd like them back. I'm sure it'll work out, but you know, it's one of these things where it's like, well, the algorithm gods decided to disfavor me today. So we'll see what mm -hmm. happens. So that's my lemon. Mm. These albums are just mysteriously gone. Yeah. Weird. Who else has a lemon? I've got a lemon to piggyback off of that We're in terms of algorithms and stuff. Yes, please. Mm. I don't like how YouTube shoehorns creators in. Mm -hmm. Like, for me at least, my Zelda content does very well. And that's great. That's cool. But as soon as you take a tiny step out of that box, yep. it's like, nah, nah <laughs> I don't want to promote that. And it's like, I understand that, sure, YouTube's there to make money, and I get that. But also, yep. YouTube is based on the creators. Like, we're, mm -hmm. it's the people who make content. And why can't I make a Mario Kart video and not feel sad when it does dismally? Yeah. 
Totally. Surely the 240,000 people who are subscribed to my channel in some capacity, whether it's for Zelda, surely they like me a little bit to be watching a video that's not Zelda. Like, is it YouTube just being like, oh, that's not Zelda, let's not promote that? Or is it them legitimately loving a game so much that they don't care if it's anything else except that game? That's my lemon. It's very annoying. It's a bit annoying. The fact that subscribers don't get notified with every video is like, yeah. why subscribe? When I subscribe to someone's channel, to me, that means I want to know every time they put up a video. Every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to ring a bell? It's insane. Like, why is there that extra step? That's yeah, dumb. I, I really don't get it. And then it feels like the kind of thing, too, where it's like, so you take a chance mm-hmm. and then it pays off eventually. And, and you're like, yeah, this is what I was trying to do the whole time. What about the other, you know, 30 videos I made that were a little different? Yeah. Why can't we treat them all equally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just some weird algorithmic thing that is really is disheartening. Yeah. Uh-oh. I just heard the back door go. <laughs> Ta-da. What's up, honey? <laughs> Oh, she I wants to she tell you one more it. thing. Okay, yes, come here. Okay, cool. All right, okay. Um, hey, Drew, what's up? I forgot. Um, you don't have to use the character to move your Joy-Con to actually turn to character. You can use the camera angle, so you can keep pushing forward, and you just use the camera angle to change directions. Oh. In Age of the Calamity. Thanks, Audrey. Is that in Age of Calamity? Yeah. You All can right. just use that. That was it? Very it's good. It's just faster for me to get around. Okay, thank you, honey. Oh, okay. Bye. Thanks, Audrey. Okay, bye. Hot tip for those of you listening. That was a random hot tip coming in <laughs> from our child. Yep. All right, Rachel, lemon. I'm about to get real old here, people. Real old. My lemon is people don't use their turn signals, and it drives me. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Yeah. And... It's not hard. It's not. It's really not. It's a little flicky thing. It turns itself off. There it is. And you just go boop. And you know, I'm not in the car with you. I don't know where you're going. I don't know your life. I don't know what's happening to you. But it's a service you do for someone else. So that if I'm waiting to turn left and you don't have your signal on and you're coming at me, I'm assuming you're going straight because that is the agreement that we as a society have come to together. When there's no turn signals, you are going straight. We live in a society. (laughs) We live in a society. Couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly. When you turn left, when I could have been turning left the entire time, now I'm mad. And you know what? I'm sorry, but you're not special. Your parents lied to you. Yeah. You live on the earth (laughs) with everybody else. Use your signal. And I don't know if when you have an electric car, a fully electric car, if you spent all your money on the electric part of the car that they don't put this turn signal, that's extra and you have to save up for it in your next installment to have it installed. But I find that the electric, the fully electric cars, they really don't use that turn signal well, kind of at all. But this one particular brand of fully electric car where the drivers seem to be maybe a little more entitled and aggressive than the others. And maybe this, yeah. this brand is run by a guy that seems a little entitled Look, and aggressive. That's your opinion. I don't particularly care. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> You'll know what this car is simply because it's a very distinctive look, and the license plate will also say Tesla on it. 
because that's <laughs> yes. the law, I guess. That's, every Tesla has My to have a Tesla, customized plate. Tesla says, one, me Tess, Tess plus me, whatever stupid thing you're going to put on it. We saw one that said, go Elon. Yeah, cool, like, man. Which has aged really well. Real well. Look, this isn't actually a Tesla. Every car comes with turn signals, so just just use them. Just yeah. use them. It saves everybody a lot of hassle, and it's my old lady pet peeve. It's driving me more and more nuts the older I get, and particularly in LA. And I will say, because people here drive insane. They're insane drivers here. Yes. So just true. give me a little heads up. Before you do something truly awful with your car, just a little heads up so that I know, yeah. oh, you're going to merge at me. Great. That's all I want to know. Like, thank <laughs> you. That's my lemon. Can I add just a tiny, I know it's only one lemon. No, that's fine. Of course. No, sure. Your little wedge. You want to do a wedge? Your lemon wedge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's chuck that in. Chuck that in the gin. Why do some pedestrians go to a pedestrian crossing, push the button, so that way all the cars stop, but then walk before the walking signal goes. <laughs> yeah. Just don't push the button. It's not that hard. If you're going to be a jaywalker, great, good on you. It saves everyone's time. Like, But also I'm for rules. I'm a rules guy. I follow the laws of the green man. Don't push the button <laughs> and jaywalk anyway because then you're gone and then there's like a million cars waiting at the lights Yes. For no one. Because I feel like people who do that are like, well, I'm not actually a criminal. A criminal wouldn't push this button. Boop. But then just wait. <laughs> be a criminal or be a rule follower. Pick a lane. Their yeah. villain name is the inconveniencer. They're yeah. not truly evil. They're just like, I am the inconveniencer. <laughs> like, we're all busy. Yeah. We've all got places to be. Either just don't push it or wait like the rest of us. Might I add, when you cross the street, Maybe don't choose that moment to walk as slow as you've ever walked. Sometimes you get these people <laughs> who are like able-bodied people, like they're walking down the sidewalk, they get into the street, and then suddenly they've slowed to a crawl. And we're just walking across the street, looking at our phone, cars are waiting. It's like, guys, we're all trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Move. Everyone move, move to the best of your ability. Well, and the other caveat... I'll add on to this and then we'll Let's get off go. of this is <laughs> yeah. if there are flashing lights at the pedestrian crosswalk and I am stopped at the lights, perhaps person behind me, don't go around me oh, thinking yeah. that I don't yeah, know what I'm doing. There might be a Terrible. human there. There might be a human there. And often there is. That drives me insane. And I'm not stupid. I know when I can go and when I shan't go. Yeah. But let's not kill each other just so that you can be Five minutes early to a job you hate. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. All right. Moving on to happy. Moving on things. to peaches. All right. Three peaches. This is three small good things. I will go first. Peach number one for me is I got to see one of my favorite bands. My friends Planet Booty are in Los Angeles. So they've opened for NSP several times. I've been on tour with these guys. They're lovely people. And they were in town last night and I got to see him play. Absolutely one of my favorite live shows. Just the most positive, inclusive show you could imagine. Mm -hmm. They're at this very tiny little punk club, like a straight edge punk club in downtown LA. I got to hang out with some dear friends before that. And it's, you know, 
guys I haven't seen in a few years, although they were in town last summer or so. But, you know, got to catch up with friends and see a great show. So that's great. Yeah. Peach number two is got to write some fun music with a new collaborator last week. We haven't really announced anything because we don't even know what we're doing. But Johnny Manchild, who's worked with Alpha Rad and a bunch of other people that mm -hmm. people might know, really talented musician who just moved to L.A. And I got to hang out with him and write some fun music. And we're going to keep it going. And it's just always fun when you, you know, find a new collaborator to try some new mm -hmm. stuff with. And I think we have some really good, good stuff. Uh, I don't know whatever is going to happen with it, but it's always nice to meet new people to work with, especially when they're coming from a different, you know, he's, he's from Oklahoma, a very different vibe sort of than anywhere I'm from. And it's just nice to get a new perspective and try some fun new stuff. And my final peach is next week. I go to my 25th college reunion. Ooh. Yeah. I'm old. I'm officially old. And I'm going to go out to Massachusetts on the other side of the country here and see my Williams College class of 1997 friends. And this is the year that they're finally going to figure out you didn't actually graduate. Yeah, right? we're not talking about it. I try, <laughs> I try not to bring it up. <laughs> there's so many people that I've stayed in touch with and, and I love. And there's going to be a lot of old friends that I haven't seen in many years, too. Mm -hmm. And I will get to see my sister who's out in the East Coast and some other friends, too. So it's going to be a... A fun trip. But yeah, whew. I remember being in college and being like, 25th reunion. Oh, never going to be that old. Just ridiculous. <laughs> and yet here we are. So yeah. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Those are my peaches. Wants to go next. I'll go. Great. Peach number one. Over the weekend, my wife and I decided to buy this shelf. Is that an Ikea, Ikea shelf there? It's an Ikea shelf. We have that in brown. Beautiful. I'd always been toying up the idea of just changing this because most of the time, for any reason whatsoever, it's literally just me and a green screen. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes. I figured, why not have something that looks a little bit more nicer for when I'm not playing video games all the time, e.g. chatting. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> if, if you're watching this on the Patreon, then... I hope you enjoy this. It looks great. I love your background. It's beautiful. Thanks. Is that a Lego AT-AT back there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Steph got me this for Christmas. It's not the massive, like, $1,200 one. Yeah. It's still beautiful. Like, it's it's, it's got a good size. I think it's like 35 centimeters wow. tall. So it's pretty big. This was a very fun build over Christmas. So that's page number one. I will say we watched the video of you with your question cube. Oh, yeah. Audrey and I saw you showing all the bits and bobs and the things that that thing does. That's how you uh, use it as a tax write-off. You just make a video. <laughs> oh, in there. Done that. <laughs> Page number two. He just left the room. But my editor, JP, is like the greatest guy in the world. He's the guy who features on videos and stuff. Like I'm so blessed to be able to just work with my best friend. He comes in just a couple days a week and I'll hand him footage that I've filmed and be like, can you just make something out of this? And he'll be like, <laughs> no worries. And I don't have to worry about it for like a couple days and he'll give it back to me and it's like perfect. And I can just make a few changes because that's so great. Our file system is so bad that mm. like he doesn't have all of the stuff that I do. So I just add a few things in and instead of me taking like two days on something, I spend an hour on it. Oh, mm. it makes a huge difference. Yes. Oh, so good. Shout out to JP. If you're ever listening to this, um, yeah, he just left the room. So. Yay, JP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he single? 
<laughs> no, recently engaged. Oh, oh yeah. Off, off the market, JP. I just thought this would be a good time to plug if he was single, yeah. just <laughs> yeah. to be like, you know, for a guy who's like 6'1", built like a brick chicken coop or whatever, you know. <laughs> Do you want to say hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll say hello. Yeah. Do you want to quickly say hello? And there he is. Hello. hello. How's hello. it going? Hello. Hello. Congratulations you? on your recent engagement. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then for being just an all-around great guy. From yeah, Jacob was started. really talking you up. Really talking you up. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I will say thank you for editing the many hours of content that my child thoroughly enjoys. I appreciate it. I mean, I just have a lot of fun doing it. It's an opportunity for me to kind of access my creative side. And, you know, working with Jacob is heaps of fun because I'm sure you've mentioned that we've been Yep. Mates for a long time. So it's good to not only work, do all that, do something different, and also just hang out. I'm glad you all enjoy it. We absolutely oh, do. We very much yeah. do. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. do. So thank you for the work. That's ah, all right. I learned it all from Jacob. So thank you for the. No, no worries. The- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is like a love fest. This is great. Yeah, totally. Well, put that guy back on. He owes us one peach. Okay. That was fun. Third peach. Oh, look, my wife and my dog. They are just the coolest people. Well, dogs are the first, but... <laughs> we get it, yeah. My wife, Steph, in February, she quit her job. Just was like, I don't like it. I'm done. And like, she was a dentist. Oh, oh wow. Well-paying job and was like, yeah, nah, I've had enough. And financially, you hear that and you're like, why would you want to do that? Because mm-hmm. like dentists, you know, paid a good amount of money. Um, yeah. But for her, she was like so adamant. She's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to take some time off and I'm just going to find something that I want to do. And so she did that, took a few months off and then literally found a new job. This is her third weekend and she gets home from work every day and she's just like, I had a great day at work. And I'm like, that's oh, so great. Yay. I love it. That's, that's, what, so that's great. what you want to hear. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then the best part is when she comes home, Knives, our dog, is just at the door, just like jumping and wagging <laughs> her tail. And it's the most beautiful thing that you can really ask for. You've got your wife, you've got your dog. It's great. So I love it. That's my Yay. pitch. 5.30 p.m. I'm looking forward to seeing Steph come home and knives going <laughs> all over the place. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love oh, it. Rachel. That's so nice. Gosh, now I feel pressure to say nice things about you, honey. But I won't. <laughs> no, you should. No, 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 no. That's okay. You had your moment. Who's your favorite YouTuber, Rachel? Oh, Mr. A Game. That <laughs> yeah, okay, right. My number one. But you are a close third because Thank I am you. also I on YouTube that. and my second favorite is me. She wouldn't even commit to a close second. I think, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm over it. I I'm think you it. need to now have a t-shirt that says just, just second. Just second. Just second. Yep. She said just second. Okay. My first peach is, so I work for a, or I volunteer with a children's theater company here in Los Angeles called the Nine O'Clock Players Theater for Children. And we are coming into our next season, but we finished out our last season with Peter and Wendy, and I got to be Captain Hook. And Cool. She was was amazing. It's my favorite. I love Captain Hook now. Can you give us a little, give us a little? (laughs) Give me a little Captain Hook. Oh, my Captain Hook will talk like this. Hello, children. Yes. Don't you love this? Do you like that Peter Pan? I do not. (laughs) Like, that's how I talk. So one of the great things I got to do with it is because of COVID and the LAUSD school system was not doing in-person field trips. So we had to do like virtual field trip kind of things. So 
The video, the Peter and Wendy, is on the YouTube channel, Nine O'Clock Players Theater for Children. You can check it out. So the classrooms would watch the video, and then they could set up a Zoom Q&A with some of the characters. And it was myself, cool. Wendy, and Peter, Peter Pan. And I did it full costume. And it's an elaborate costume, too. It's an yeah, elaborate costume. Good. So I yeah. had the hat, and I had this white, curly King Charles wig, and I had a mustache yeah, the and yeah, beard nice. and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hook. I still had the hook because kids wanted to see it. And it's the best. Talking to the kids because they're so cute, and they make it part of the curriculum. So like the kids come up with their little notebooks, and they're like, was it difficult for you to learn your lines? And it's the cute. And they ask the same four questions like over and over again. Yeah. But it's so much fun to be there and be in character and to be like, who's your favorite character? And they're all like, Captain Hook. And you're like, exactly. And then they, oh, and that feeling is such a great feeling. So the fact that I got to be able to do that, our theater pivoted to being online and I got to be able to do those Q and A's with the kids. And then when I went back, to our board meeting, I was like, we need to keep this up because we need to keep being able to go into the kids' classrooms because I think it's going to open up a whole thing for us. And everybody agreed. So that's a great peach for me. Nice. My second peach is kind of a bit of a step down from that, but I bought the Muppet Legos. Oh, cool. And I got one pack and I got no repeats, which is a peach. Like oh, I got- nice. What a win. I got Statler, I got Fozzie, I got Miss Piggy, Animal, Bunsen Honeydew, and Kermit. And I got in one batch. And I've seen people get multiples. These are my Miss Piggies here. And so that was very exciting. Because <laughs> it's the small wins, but I was thrilled. I was like, yay, Great this win. worked. And then my third peach to kind of bring the family back into this is we have found two TV shows this is kind of could also be a what's popping too, honestly. But two TV shows that we can all watch together and really get involved. And one is this game called Brain Games on the Road. It is a TV show. They do trivia. It's on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, And they do trivia in like brain teaser type games. Like you have to put all the months of the year in alphabetical order, but reverse alphabetical order. Or you have to put them in alphabetical order, but by the color that they are. So it's the alphabetical of the color. Like, it's crazy. And it's so much fun. And we do it all together. And so we all sit there watching the game. And then we're like, well, I would have done this and blah, blah, blah. And then they have things where you have to guess what it is. And then they do little brain teasers, like, in between each segment. And it's fun because we all participate. And that's yep. really a great one. And then the new one we're watching is the prehistoric World? Is that what it's called? What's it called, Brian? Prehistoric Planet. Prehistoric Planet. Love those. The, it's the documentary. Oh my gosh. So good. And Audrey is like, she loves it. She absolutely. Five loves episodes, it. about an hour each. And it's all animated, like, you know, dinosaurs and stuff. And it's just awesome. It's yeah. so fun. Narrated by David Attenborough. And it's done like a nature Beautiful. documentary. That guy's the Best voice. Best voice. Yeah. Everything he says is incredible. But we did have to do the whole like, listen, some of these babies ain't going to make it. <laughs> a lot of baby dinosaurs <laughs> that get eaten. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. You know, and she's like, okay. You know, but she's sitting like, and they're like, fly, little dinosaur, fly. Oh, no. no you know, it's no. that. They're like, yep, sorry, honey. He got eaten yeah. by a yeah. larger dinosaur. It happens. 
but again, like as the peach about it is, it's nice to have, you know, there's so much media out there and there's so many different things that families can do. Like one person could be playing one video game somewhere and then there's the iPad and then books and all sorts of different TV shows. And we have a lot of the streaming channels because we're lucky to have a lot of the streaming channels. We can afford a lot of the streaming channels. So there's a lot out there and it's really nice to find content like Mr. A-Game, people, that you can Thanks. watch all together. <laughs> and so to me, that's like a little peach because it's kind of nice. Sometimes we sit in there, we'll like order a pizza, and then we sit in the TV room with our little TV trays and eat pizza and watch these shows. Watch baby dinosaurs get eaten. Yeah, Watch yeah. baby dinosaurs get eaten. <laughs> Does uh, it get any better? <laughs> it doesn't, sir. Jacob, this was Awesome. Thank you so, so much awesome. for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. And thank you especially yeah. for, for talking to Audrey because I think that it meant a lot to us and it meant a lot to her. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for talking yeah, to her. That was my pleasure. Thank you so much for being patient. And with your schedule and stuff, it was hard to find a time. But the fact that you kept at it and you didn't give up and this has been so wonderful. You're the best. No worries. Where can people find all your stuff? Yes, you can find me on youtube.com slash Game twitch.tv slash Mr. A underscore game. Someone else had Mr. A game. Let's put the down. <laughs> yeah, I know. So close to uniformity. <laughs> then from there, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, but mostly YouTube. That's where the main stuff happens. So That's great. Thanks for having me. Typically at the end of an episode, we used to do a catchphrase, one of many. Yeah. But Leighton, I'm going to continue Leighton's tradition where she likes to throw to our guest for a few parting words Maybe some advice, maybe a, a saying you like, an inspirational quote, or just something weird to go out on. So, oh, Jacob, okay. how would you like to end today's episode? Okay. In our Kirby series, we have a mouthful mode where Kirby eats something big. And then my wife and I, when that happens, we eat a mouthful of chips. And it slowly <laughs> devolved into the point where I'll toast to something really stupid. And then she'll just look at me and be like, um, but my favorite one so far was well, in like a windy tunnel. I was Kirby. I ate something. And so I'll end with this. May the wind in your sails come from behind, but not your behind. <laughs> inspirational indeed. Yeah. Very All right. inspirational. I love it. Thanks again. You're very Everybody welcome. have a great week. And Leighton misses you. She, she regrets that she couldn't be here today, but I'm sure she'll be back for the next one. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com.